Hi, I'm Robin Birkin, and welcome to the Fertility Warriors podcast, a place for women struggling to conceive, to find emotional support, conception advice, and real talk. To me, being a warrior means knowing that true glory is in rising every time we fall. It's having the courage to feel afraid, ride the roller coaster, and being ready for whatever challenges cross our path. So welcome, warrior. I promise to support and guide you on every single episode. So buckle your seatbelt. Let's begin. Hi, warriors. Today on the podcast, we are talking about trying to conceive tips, five steps to help you nail trying to conceive. I have five tips here, all of which might seem quite simple, but combined can be quite a powerful combo. And I think we can get very easily bogged down in the really, really little things that we could be doing when we're trying to conceive, such as eating pineapple, but we're not really nailing some of the basics on our journey. And that's what I really want to talk to you about today, which is some of the major things that I think have a big impact on your journey. And let's talk about nailing those before we move on to these little magic bullets and things like that. So let's dive right in. And what kind of tips do I have for you for trying to conceive? Number one is get the timing right. I feel like sex education class failed us because it wasn't until really recently and particularly until I started writing and talking more and building an audience around infertility that I really started to do the work and understand how ovulation works, understand exactly what is happening with our hormones and exactly what is happening when. And part of that education comes to a course that I did through one of the universities in the United States on reproduction. Some of it comes from just searching around. Some of it comes from amazing doctors of Chinese medicine, etc., who are out there. But getting the timing right is one of the simplest ways to improve our infertility when we're not at a fertility clinic. If you are at a fertility clinic, wait for you know tips three to five. But if you are not at an infertility clinic, please make sure that you get the timing right before going further. And so what is the right timing? So some of you might have heard some of the story of tracking your basal body temperature. So essentially tracking your basal body temperature means tracking your temperature when you first wake up in the morning, before you get up in the morning. And we want to check our temperature at the same time every single day to try and see a pattern. And the pattern that you're looking for is a temperature rise after you ovulate. And when you have that temperature rise, that's a sign that you've ovulated because it's a sign that your, you know, your hormones are changing throughout the course of the month. But don't then have sex because when your basal body temperature increases, that means that ovulation has been and gone. So you may or may not know that it takes sperm sometimes up to five days to reach the your egg. So you want to really be using something like your basal body temperature. You Maybe you have one of these Daisy or Ava bracelets and they're great, but you need to be looking 
for patterns yourself. You need to be understanding what's happening with your body yourself. And you need to be trying to look for some consistencies so that you can also track for yourself and prepare in advance for when you might be ovulating, thinking that it could take the sperm up to five days to reach your egg. And what you want to do is if you say, okay, on average, I ovulate on day 16 of my cycle, then I want to work back from there and have sex every other day within that range when I know that I'll be close to ovulation. Does that make sense? And certainly it is definitely worthwhile to have sex when you're ovulating. So if you do one of those uh, urine strips that tests whether you're ovulating, whatever it is that you do, if maybe you're tracking your cervical mucus, cervical mucus is one of the most reliable ways to check when you're ovulating. And if you're doing that, by all means, have sex because sometimes it can get there really quickly. It just depends on if it's, you know, like a Usain Bolt sperm or a not so fast one, but definitely do that. But also don't wait until you've had a temperature rise. Don't wait until it's too late and don't just have sex on day 14, assuming that everybody just ovulates on day 14 because everybody is different. And everybody has different length cycles. People ovulate on different days. People's bodies work differently. So don't assume. Make sure you get the timing right and start looking for patterns across several months. Okay. So number two is don't wait too long before getting help. I meet with so many people who have been trying for literally years before seeing a fertility specialist or an OBGYN, please don't be that person. If you're that person, I am pleading with you to go and see someone. There are so many things that you can do. There are so many things that could be really simple tweaks that could really impact your infertility. It could just be something really simple like your progesterone levels are off it's not ideal. Nobody wants it. Like nothing is ideal when you're trying to conceive and it's not happening for you month after month, but don't wait, get tested, get, you know, try and start knocking some things off the part, but please don't be one of these people who waits too long because if there is something not right, and it could even be not for having babies, it could just be for your health in general, that something is not right, I please, I encourage you to fix it. If you have broken a leg, you would not sit at home for days and days on end. If you're struggling to have a baby and it's not happening, please don't be one of those people who waits for years and years, like five years before going to see someone about it. It's really easy to get tested. Number three is to really prioritize your mental health. And by that, I mean Try to take action to manage the stress that you might be under. You might already be under stress from your job. You might be in a stressful family situation, but trying to conceive just compounds that stress. And managing your stress is not just important for your fertility, but it's really important for you too to survive this journey. You could be in this for the long haul. You might be on this journey for years and years. For me, 
And my journey feels like it happened relatively quickly. It was still three years between trying to conceive and having Chloe and then, you know, trying again. And then I had Olivia and that was, you know, like another two years after that. So you really need to prioritize your mental health and babies add a whole nother level of stress to everything as well. So I feel like often we think that as soon as we have the baby, that everything magically disappears. It doesn't. You will still be sleep deprived. You will still have the, you know, the stress of then raising a newborn, um, pregnancy, all of these other things. Nothing magically stops or goes away. The anxiety doesn't necessarily stop and go away. So we need to start learning how to manage that. What can you do? What can you learn about yourself? What actions can you take or rituals can you employ on a daily basis to help you manage stress and anxiety? We are so focused on our physical health in this society. Everybody's looking at their diet and their exercise and what size they are and things like that, but nobody looks at our mental health yet there are, is a mental health crisis occurring across the world. Depression is now rated as one of the biggest illness affecting teenagers these days. But what do you do on a day-to-day basis for your emotional health? I know that on a physical level, you know, we eat food, we drink water, we brush our teeth, we have a shower, we wash our hair. We do all of these things on autopilot for our emotional health. But are you neglecting your emotional health despite, I see this a lot in the Fertility Warriors Facebook group, despite feeling like you are at rock bottom emotionally? What actions can you take uh, to really prioritize yourself on this journey? Number four is nail the diet. Guys, I cannot say enough that what you eat has such a big impact on your overall health. I have seen this in my own health so many times. And, you know, if you say to me, what diet should I be eating? We're all really individual in our needs, but you'll be able to tell if you stop and take a minute to listen to your body and to see how you feel when you eat foods, to look at yourself and look at what your skin looks like, to look at what your energy levels look like, to look at what your poo looks like, guys. Because there are normal ranges for what these things should look like. And, you know, when our bodies are sending us symptoms, it's like our body's telling us that something is out of whack and your diet is one of the easiest things that you can change that will have a big impact on your health, especially people who have conditions like PCOS. So really focus. And you don't have to do a massive overnight overhaul. But just try and take small steps. Uh, And the small steps that you want to take are just navigating towards common sense. It's not extreme diets like a keto diet or anything like that, but really incorporating lots of water, lots of vegetables, you know, cutting out the processed food. When you look at food that has a stack of ingredients or doesn't look like it did when it came out the earth, maybe because it was made in a lab, you want to navigate towards different foods. You want to navigate towards fresh foods that feel good, that don't contain chemicals, that don't contain a million and one flavors. 
I think, you know, sometimes we can get so used to really salty, really fatty, you know, really rich foods, but we're feeding this monster that then wants to crave it more and more and more, that we want to flavor our foods with spices and things like that, but not, you know, overloading it with all of these false things. Really take a minute, step back, navigate towards just real food, things that are grown in a garden, things that look the same as when they came out of the earth and don't have a million and one ingredients. It makes life so much easier as well when you do that. But really, if there's one thing that I want you to nail, it's the diet. And when we look at number five, this one is to just be realistic. Some of you, I get a lot of people here who are at fertility clinics, but I also get a lot of people who read my website, who listen to the podcast, who have only just started trying. I get a lot of people who expect to fall pregnant on their first IVF cycle as well. But I'm asking you to please be realistic that sometimes it takes time to do the basics like get the timing right. If there's something not right, sometimes it takes time for the doctors to investigate and change medications and find medications that really work for you. It all takes time. Nobody walks the first time that they try. We all fall down many times. No one is an Olympic swimmer the first time that they get in a pool. And some things in life just take a little bit of time to get right. For you, this might be one of those things. But be realistic. It may not happen for you on the first time. It may not happen for you right away, but that doesn't mean that it won't happen for you. It might just mean that it takes a little bit of time to get everything right. So I hope that was helpful, but that's five things that you can do to help you nail trying to conceive. Get the timing right. Don't wait too long before getting some help. Prioritize your emotional health. Nail the diet and be realistic about your expectations. Thank you so much for listening to this podcast. I hope that has been helpful and I will catch you next week. Thank you for listening to the Fertility Warriors podcast with me, your host, Robin Birkin. If you would like more tools, resources, recipes and courses to help you survive your journey, please head to robinbirkin.com. And if you liked this podcast, please make sure you subscribe, rate and review it. I look forward to catching you at the next episode.